0: Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm a high-performance coach who uses science, spirituality, and play to help you remember who you are so you can welcome more ease, joy, and abundance into your life. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited for this week's episode. I hope you love it very, very much. But before we get to that, have you gotten your human design chart from me yet? You can get it for free from me at KelseyAbbott.com. So come on over. If you haven't gotten your chart yet, come on over and get it. And if you've gotten your chart or that just doesn't light you up, but you want to know how you're doing in alignment, come on over to KelseyAbbott.com and take the alignment quiz. The link to both of these is in the show notes. I love you so much. Enjoy this episode. Jacqueline, I've been excited to do this with you for, well, like a month. No, actually probably a year. Mm. But the time wasn't right. The time wasn't right. The time wasn't right. And then the nudge needed to come from you. So it could like bounce off. It's just perfect. Yes. Yes. I'm very happy you're here. I'm very happy we're going to do this. For people who don't know, Jacqueline, go back and listen to our earlier episode together. But today, she, we're going to talk astrology because this chick has this. I'm going to let you describe. how. What is astrology to you? Like, how do you describe the way you see and feel and embody and work with astrology?
1: Astrology, so to me, it's the path to being fully embodied, it's mm-hmm. understanding the subconscious and the, the pattern you came in with to work with. And if you don't remember it and you don't gravitate towards it, you're kind of just floating out in space, confused, not sure what you're doing here. And so my, my whole thing is like, there's a structure to your life. It's good to know it. (laughs) Like you have specific things and it's not a lot. It's usually two or three questions or patterns that you really just
0: want to play with those so we each like come into this life being like i want to i want to sw- solve this conundrum
1: yes like you specifically are working with being an individual in a group mm-hmm. and being very grounded and actually like really claiming
0: earth as your home like the planet or the land both I mean it's both because you're coming out
1: your your past life experience has been transcendence it's been disembodiment it's been Mm. isolating yourself and you know leaving the body going into the divine it's not that fun though (laughs) yeah (laughs) so this time it's all about and like you dissolve your identity when you do that you let go of yourself and surrender to something bigger and like everywhere in your chart it's the exact opposite I'm going to be me. I'm going to be the most me. I'm going to enjoy everything on, or I'm going to enjoy the food, the, the, everything. Mm -hmm. That's so
0: funny too. Cause then we both have in our human design, this piece about remembering that we are, we have the wisdom that the wisdom is inside us, like, which is going to be a pattern of looking outside and being like, Oh, is the answer over there? Is that like, do I, do I go to that guru? Oh, no, it's in me. Oh, is it that? No, it's in me. Like, it's just this constant, like, seeking and then finding it within ourselves.
1: Yes. And I think I just reached the point where I realized I was supposed to stop doing that. It's, I'm like, no, but let me listen to this person talk. I'm sure they'll say something helpful. I'm not looking to them for the answer. Just a little extra guidance.
0: Wait, but this is totally, yes, because you're a generator. I'm a manifesting generator. We need things to respond to. So it's like listening Ah. to the thing. And then you hear this one phrase and you're like, oh, yes. And that sends you down a different path. That makes sense. That's how I found it. it. It feels like a ping
1: pong. Not ping pong. What's the thing... Oh, you pull the thing and it
0: shoots the thing. <laughs> like a, um, oh, pinball pinball. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, this is going to be fabulous. Okay. So I feel, I feel so seen right now. <laughs> and I already kind of forget what you said. So I'm going to need to listen to the recording or just ask you a million times again. <laughs> um, Let's talk for a second about how you got into astrology. Okay. So how did that happen? Um,
1: well, I was told I was an astrologer in past lives. Um, it didn't go well because back, back in the day, we used to do it to um, predict whether you should go to war. Uh, so when you didn't win, they knew who to blame.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. Yeah. So that's rough. And so I was scared of it, uh, like I was so interested in it, but it, it freaks me out. And I had a lot of stuff in my life, like I everything I was called to scared me because I had bad.
0: Because you were like persecuted. Go
1: you know, I mean, really, really wrong, and mm-hmm. but um, I did a clearing on that and just started diving into it. And it was less learning and more just remembering, like a language.
0: Yeah, the way you talk about astrology is just so grounded and it all makes sense. And it flows out of you. You can tell, I can tell that it's not, it's not book learning. It's not learning from someone else. It's just this deep wisdom.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's literally, I feel it. So it's a felt sense and it's almost like I run the energy of someone's chart through my body and I literally feel them. And I also feel where there's like blocks or kinks or like, you don't want to go there, but you kind of need to go there. Or you think the answer is over here and there's not like that's empty space. And so it's, it's very, it's felt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you (laughs) communicate it. So just before we started recording, you were talking to me about Neptune for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you just share what you had said earlier? so your neptune it's in
1: your 12th house and the 12th house is dreams it's often hidden um it can be retreat to retreats um your neptune it's got a lot of energy like untapped energy and i can tell like it's because here's what i see in your chart there's this full like hero's journey you, you come in this lifetime you want to be fully embodied you want to be the most kelsey whoever kelsey (laughs) and then the 12th house is home to pisces energy which is what you're moving away from but it's like you do all of this and you kind of come back to the beginning of like ooh, but i did like the transcendence too Mm. so it's almost the space of can i have both
0: right right like the material and the spiritual like how do i do it both yeah it feels like, how do I keep my feet on the ground and transcend?
1: Yes. Like fully, how do I, how, because there's embodiment and then there's full, like, embodiment. Mm-hmm. There's like you, but glowing like a neon sign.
0: <laughs> I, I'm here for that. Absolutely. <laughs> All the colors of neon, please. Like a bug zapper. Yes. <laughs> a gentle one, friendly one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I just like tap the bugs anyway. Uh, um, so can we back up a bit and can you just educate us? Can you go through the houses, please? And just tell me what each one is.
1: I can if I remember. <laughs> so first house is the self. So it's identity, who you are in relationship to just your, your body, your being, your essence, And then the second house is who you are in relationship to the material world. So it often rules money, property. Is it property? See, this is where there's no book knowledge in me. Mm -hmm. The third house is communication, perception. It's how you perceive the world. Um, It's also you in relation to immediate people. So often it's connected to siblings. Fourth house is home and family, Um, your roots, your ancestry. uh, It's the deepest part of your chart. Fifth house is play, joy, fun, childlike, wonder. Um, it's a fun house. (laughs) It's my most challenging house, which is a wild one to be challenged with. Sixth house is daily activity. So just routines. I think it's kind of boring. (laughs) (laughs) Seventh house is intimate partnerships. Um, it can also be like business partnerships, just anyone you're in a, like an energetic exchange with on a consistent basis. Eighth house is the unconscious, the taboo. It's money, sex, power. It's my favorite house. (laughs) Um, The ninth house is studies. So any studies, it's also publication, writing. Um, It's very much the mind, the adventurer. It's the part of you that wants to engage in culture. Tenth house is career how you want to be presenting yourself to the world um what you want to offer the world 11th house is community um I feel like that just community (laughs) and 12th
0: house is the hidden so it's what's beyond everything so then do we each have planets in every house no so you can be missing a house
1: Yeah. And oftentimes all that means is you're not that interested in exploring that area of life. It's not that it doesn't exist. It's just not going to feel as fulfilling as going to a house with a lot of personal planets and like personal energy stored into it.
0: So it's, uh, this is, this is the analogy I'm being shown. It's (laughs) like, You can go trick-or-treating to the house that has the lights out that's trying every in every way to say, don't come here and not have any fun. Or you can go trick-or-treating where there's like a line out front and the people are dressed up out front and have a blast.
1: Yes. Yes. And it's good to know, like even just looking at your own chart, like I have nothing in career or money. And I have up to this point lived my whole life putting career and money first. And I've not been enjoying it. And it's like what... That's not for me, but it's such a conditioned approach. We think that must be the most important, but this this incarnation of me is like I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> That's interested. really
0: interesting. Can you tell off the top of your head like which houses <sighs> I have empty? Well, I can see your chart. I have oh, okay. I don't know if it's something that you could. When I look at an astrology chart, I'm like, I don't. This is, this is a spider web what like
1: you're you are very much here to be out in the world Mm -hmm. that's just obvious because most of your placements are above the horizon so on the top so that's out in the world it's really about mixing it up with people
0: yeah this is my blended caves environment
1: yeah but like your empty houses they're not empty as in you're not in them it's just there's not they're stable it's stable places okay yeah if that makes sense
0: so it's like it's all good i don't need to go trick-or-treating there
1: yeah or if you do you'll get your candy bar and go on to the next one but you're not like one well, wonder what's in the house but if i went into the house hmm. like you just get the thing you want and you go you go forward it's the place where you stop and are like this feels juicy this feels like i want to go
0: here all right that makes sense So I'm bouncing around a ton, but I just keep thinking of these questions. Um, And I'm realizing a way a lot of people in astrology introduce themselves is by their sun, moon and rising. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So can you explain what those are? Like why we would introduce ourselves by that and then what yours are and what that means about you?
1: Okay. I don't like that (laughs) not because it's not correct so your sun is where you shine out in the world so it's your most it's it's the center of the chart it's the center of the universe so it's the energy you really you're like here i am it's your i am presence this is what i'm about this is what i give off uh the moon is your emotions it's very connected to your heart to the feminine it's what it's a good place to look for self-care um, ways in which you like to connect with people, um, where you can nurture yourself and your rising sign is, I always, it's like your, your front door into, you know, your whole chart. So it's what people, before they really get to know you, that's going to be their first impression is that, that type of energy. So it's, it's not that I don't, I don't like it because it's simplified, it doesn't simplify how do I put that into words it's about other people like how mm-hmm. other people relate to those signs do you know what I mean and not like what's your relationship to them what's your relationship to yourself and to your chart and you have to go into everything to know that
0: okay so
1: like talking to itself and it's like you pick three actors and you think there's the only three actors but it's the whole stage play you need the whole thing
0: so it's the equivalent of someone saying, like, look, like, if I said I'm a 4'6'' emotional MG, that tells you a little bit. hmm But it doesn't, there's a lot more, a lot more to yeah. truly understand how I am in the world and with myself. Yeah. Okay. Totally get that. Thank you. You're welcome. See, I love just asking you that you... Your understanding and presentation of astrology is totally different than everything else I've seen out there. Thank you. And I love it. (laughs) And I don't know if your open throat is going to be able to answer this question, but is there, like, when... What is it... What other things do you disagree with? What do you do differently than other astrologers?
1: My thing is, I... I think people identify with the chart as though like, this is you. And I, my perception of it is this is what you are in charge of. This is what you are taking care of. This is what you're directing. This is the energy you get to play with. So you're kind of the thing behind the thing. These are all the instruments you get to play. These are the paint colors you get to paint with. You can do whatever you want with them, but these are the ones you have. And so it comes almost from a place of you have to take responsibility for that. You have to understand what it is. You have to learn how to play those instruments because you can do it really badly or you can do it really well. And it's it's almost like this is a gift that's given to you. Like this is the energy that creates worlds and you get to play with it. You kind of should know how because you can make things go boom.
0: <laughs> I love this. So like we're each given a toy box. Yes. And every toy box is going to be different. Yes. And then we're all going to play with those toys differently.
1: Yes. Like my favorite example from my chart is I have Mars and Pisces in my sixth house. And Mars is kind of our act, how we take action, how we, you know, go into the world. And so I always think of Mars and Pisces as like a, a ballerina. It goes with the flow. It's, it's disciplined, but it's, it goes with, cause that's that Mars influence of discipline and action. And I'm here and I'm going to make it happen. But I don't get to do it in a way where I'm like, there's artistry to it. There has to be a certain amount of surrender to it. It's about, you know, merging into effortlessness. And that's what I get to play with. And if I try to do it a different way, it doesn't work. And it's also like, well, I don't like you. And so you're saying to a part of yourself, I don't like you. I'm not going to do it that way. I don't like you go away. And that's painful Mm -hmm. when you reject how you came in to do it. Oof, no, then you get all off.
0: Yes. And yes, <laughs> yes. I've I've seen this journey for you. hmm hmm <laughs> I've rejected everything. It's painful. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. And now here you are embracing everything.
1: Yeah. And the funny thing is when you do, because I think this is the point of surrender. You have to just surrender to what you agreed to when you came in Mm -hmm. and that's hard because you don't remember why or what or where or what you don't know anything so first you have to rediscover it and then when you do discover it you know there's acceptance (laughs) of okay this is how I'm meant to dance through life
0: Mm -hmm. so it's like the universe is kind of like play with the toy truck. And you're like, I don't like trucks, play with the toy truck. I don't like trucks. I don't want to play with the truck. Like you're going to be completely resistant to that. And they keep bringing you trucks.
1: Yes. And you're like, this is wrong. Stop. Yep. Like I keep getting brought jobs that are creatively inclined. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be creative. I don't like to be, don't, don't bring it to me. And it's, <laughs> no, that's a hundred percent what I'm here for. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> was like, no, I want, I want to be like, something impressive something that just this way I don't want it that way I was like wow
0: (laughs) next lifetime maybe (laughs) yeah and is that desire for something impressive in your chart too
1: I yes well because I have Tyron and Leo so I have a lot of wounded energy around the ego Mm -hmm. and around creativity so I'm here to work with that and balance it and help other people work with that and balance it once you know I've done it and it's it's nice when you can look at a chart and be like oh that's why all of that happened oh and you know what my chart was right (laughs) that is more enjoyable for me to just say yes to that
0: and is there a timing of things like we hear about transits like Saturn return and Uranus return and all of that stuff like what's your take on that
1: I think definitely um you see it and I think you can see it even in patterns in like your Saturn return happens when you're what like from 27 into 30 at least 26 and you see them like that's there's a spike in divorces and there's a spike in suicides at that age so I do think it because it shifts your energy Yeah, When it causes an event, something happens that pushes you forward in your evolution. And if you haven't been keeping up with your evolution, it's rough.
0: (laughs) I think I got married during my Saturn return and quit my job, quit my Mm. big government job, moved across the country. Uh, Maybe multiple times. I don't know, like the exact window of the Saturn return, but there was a two-year period I moved, yeah, out to Oregon, back, like from D.C. to Oregon to D.C. to Maine.
1: Yeah, and it's the moment when you want to actually find yourself. That's what mm-hmm. I feel like Saturn return initiates because it's an initiation. There are all these initiations into like deeper parts of yourself.
0: So we just keep going and going and going, deeper yes. and deeper and deeper.
1: There's no bottom.
0: And then do we pick up where we left off in the next lifetime?
1: Oh, so there's, I have always seen layers. So you, it's not so much that there's a linear progression of your soul. It's a very nonlinear exploration of certain themes. Um, like I have a lot of parent karma and a lot of curiosity about how families are meant to function together. How does all this work? And then that opens up questions of, well, how do you fit within a group? How do you fit within a very close knit group? And the more I like look at my chart, the more I see different like imprints of stories of things that I haven't experienced this lifetime, but that I like, this is, this is all in this soup of stuff I'm exploring. And so you kind of unearth it as you go along, but I feel like in throughout the incarnations, I think we just pick something completely different.
0: Really, like, that like, was that- enough of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, because don't you want to like you want to look at everything from every angle?
0: Mm-hmm. So is that like with our South Node? Is that the stuff we're like, mm, meh, over it?
1: Yeah, and it's also where, but it's our comfort zone, so it's hard to leave because we know it and so we naturally will gravitate towards it until and you'll gravitate towards it until you just reach the point of enough is enough this doesn't work
0: okay so it's the old way of doing things
1: yes so you have to build new skills
0: so what's your old way of doing things
1: my north and south node are interesting because they are in opposite houses so that means my south node is in cancer my north node is in capricorn in the fourth house which is ruled by cancer so it's this two extremes of being like the cancer energy of um being completely impenetrable just i'm here i'm stoic no one needs to know how i feel i get everything done you know that's what i'm gonna do it's very stony um and then a Capricorn North Node is the exact opposite. Is I can't do anything. I need someone to take care of me. I'm getting overwhelmed by all my emotions. I'm drowning here. I can't. And so I'm working to balance <laughs> both of those extremes. So there's a, there's a layer of where it's placed and then what sign it's in.
0: Okay, exactly that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. What are my North and South Nodes? I can't retain any astrological information.
1: <laughs> your North Node is in Virgo in your ninth house. And that puts your south node in Pisces in your third house.
0: So what does that mean?
1: So this is the split between the transcendent, the spiritual, um, this idea of Pisces energy is all about being one with everything. It's also the energy of like the drug addict who just wants to numb everything out, tune it out. Virgo is all about the earth very naturopathic. It can have a lot of anxiety because it it tends to think it wants to perfect everything. Um, It's also the healer. And so you're going from kind of being disembodied, that disembodied energy that transcended, I'm, I'm one with the universe to, well, no, I have a body and I'm a part of the universe, but I'm also myself. And it's in the ninth house. So it's layered with learning about it, learning about your body, learning about the body in general, how it works how to heal it, and then teaching it.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, this is my human design North Node as well.
1: Yeah, yeah so. like my my human design North Node is self-love, which is interesting that it comes from,
0: mm-hmm. I was
1: like, oh, that's a nice way to say I'm here to learn discipline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's unexpected, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking, but it's not in your emotional center huh no
1: it's in my synergy
0: center center okay yeah interesting yeah i I mean astrology certainly is a part of human design so i love seeing how it fits in like we were talking about we were talking about hannah the other day Mm because all the podcast listeners know and love hannah and how um i want you to share what you said but i know it reflected on she's here to really play with her gift of extra sparkle and learning to really, truly own her power. And you had shared, I think, something about her Jupiter placement. Or... Uh,
1: yeah, I was talking. Well, I was just talking about Jupiter in general. So the planets, because to me, they're all their characters, they're actors. It's a, it's a stage play, right? We're in a stage play and we come in in a moment where all of them are in costume and they're, they're having a conversation and we're like, ooh, I want to stick with that moment. So she's the Sagittarius, which is ruled by Jupiter. And the, the very interesting thing about Jupiter is it's just on the brink of becoming its own sun. Like it's about to burst in and be, that's how big it is. And you know, there's like one of my, my human design, my, I think it's my sun gate of the question of why
0: yeah bringing attention to everything yeah yeah so
1: why what were you saying about her human design what is it in her human design
0: it's her gift of having extra sparkle and really truly owning her power like her huge massive power
1: it's like well why is that important or why is that even there why why do you feel that because (laughs) jupiter is massive and it wants to it wants to um the thing about Jupiter, I always feel like it wants to direct the energy. Like the sun is like, I'm here. Look at me. Look how great I am. I'm awesome. Don't we all love me? It's warm. It's sunny. It's great. But Jupiter is like knowledge. I want to direct knowledge. I want to direct influence. I want, like it wants to exchange information. It's, it's uh, this is big. Like, let's play. Let's go. Let's go beyond where we've been, but not so far, but like, let's go. It's a very bouncy energy. So Which to some people who aren't aligned, like you have Sagittarius energy. So you're like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. Some people, no, no.
0: Oh, this is so interesting. Can you take us through all the signs and planets? Like what goes with what? Yeah,
1: I can. Um, so the sun ruled by Leo, mm-hmm. center stage, spotlight. Um, it's also our childlike side. Um very warm, very inviting. It's the kind of energy you stand. If you're around someone in a Leo who has a lot of strong Leo influence, them being so bright, it makes you feel like you can be that bright too. It like invites you into your own magnificence and radiance. And Just here I am. The moon is ruled by cancer. And this is, oh, this is the emotional. This is, it goes very deep. It's very, um, very flowy, very, it's like the, I mean, it is the moon. So it goes through the phases. It can be a little, a little daunting because it doesn't have, it's not logical. It's just, it's that intuition. Is this real? Is this not real? So it's kind of swimmy. That's the moon. Mercury is ruled by Gemini and Virgo. Wait, and-
0: hold on, because okay. I'm reflecting on this, because Pete is, Pete's sun sign is cancer, mm-hmm. and yet his sun personality gate is one of the four logic gates in human design. That's So I just love that his soul was like, okay, so you're born in a sign, not here for logic. We're going to give you logic.
1: Well, is he trying to marry logic with emotion?
0: Mm. Trying to, yeah,
1: (laughs) because it could be the idea of how do these work together, how do they impact one another. Because if you take if you do one or the other, you get that's part of what I'm like. If you just emotion, you drown, if you just logic, Mm -hmm. you become cold. Yeah, so you have to blend them in.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that's fun. (laughs) That is fun. Thank you for that insight. Okay, proceed.
1: Okay. Okay, so Mercury, uh, ruled by Gemini and Virgo. It's the mental space. It's the way you communicate. It's how you share and exchange information. Um, it is messenger. So it's it's what kind of connects us all. It's how we connect and, and keep up. Venus is ruled by Taurus and Libra. And it's all about love, romance, beauty. Um, I think money too. I think it's money. Uh, Mars is how you take action, how you kind of conquer the world. It's ruled by Aries. I'm an Aries. So (laughs) I love Mars. Um, it can be aggression too. Um, Jupiter is ruled by Sagittarius. It's expansion. It's happy-go-lucky. It's big, big ideas, big dreams, big visions. Um, and also like the wherewithal to figure out how to implement them uh Saturn is ruled by Capricorn it's about achievement it's also the planet of restriction limitations like yes you want that but how are you actually gonna do it be it's kind of realistic kind of a wah 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 (laughs) but it's also if you're willing to listen to that part of your yourself and like where it is in your chart and you tap into it it's actually the most loving which is interesting to find out
0: and this is so interesting for you.
1: Yes. Cause I'm working very strongly with Saturn.
0: Yeah. And your incarnation across your life purpose is all about limitations.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like, what, what's the point of a dream if you can't ground it and land it. Mm-hmm. And then it's just up there. And this is the energy that says, okay, this is what you want. This is what it takes. Then you really got to ask yourself, are you just dreaming it? or Are you willing to make it happen? Mm-hmm. And that's, it's kind of a harsh form of love but like necessary um uranus is another planet i love it goes through the universe it rolls like a ball and uranus is a rebel so it does things how it wants it doesn't need to be tilted on an axis like the other planets it's just gonna <laughs> go through and that is it's about evolution it's about i always think of it like an earthquake so uranus whatever house uranus is in it's gonna shake that house up like you don't expect to ever be fully comfortable there <laughs> Cause it's like it break, always wanting to break into new territory. Um, and then Neptune is ruled by Pisces. Oh, and Uranus is ruled by Aquarius. Um, Neptune is ruled by Pisces and it's all about dreaminess. It's, it's about what's just beyond the human ability to grasp. Um, it's I've heard it described as like a window you look through to look out into what's beyond us um and it's just it's a very it's a very hard planet to understand and integrate because it's just it's murky it's like being underwater you don't know which way's up down you don't have goggles you can't see well
0: <laughs> wasn't well, in um roman mythology isn't neptune poseidon the yes. god of the ocean
1: yeah so it's very much that and then pluto scorpio love scorpio it's transformation um it is it's it's interesting because it's the dark side it's you know the unconscious but it's more of just the things we've let fall away and sometimes those things are actually very good things so pluto score uh scorpio energy usually re- represented by the scorpion but it's also what's the other one is it a dove because it it's just a penetrative energy and you can either go really and it wants to go deep but people think, okay, well, let's go deep into the dark stuff, the taboo, right? It's like the teenage rebel wants to go there. But then there's a point, it's like, well, what if you went so deep into the light, right? And that's actually scarier. And I think that's, so if you someone playing with Scorpio energy, that's something to think about is where are you going into and why? And what are you avoiding and why?
0: I'm really interested right now in, some of the words you're saying and the corresponding with the planets and the names of the incarnation crosses in human design that seems so like some of them are really weirdly named um but like i have the right angle across the penetration and you told me i have a lot of pluto energy in my chart
1: yeah yes
0: and i do think it's like going how deep into the light can you go that's what i'm here for
1: and that's what's super interesting about your chart is you're, it's ruled by um, Jupiter, which is in your eighth house, which is uh, Scorpio themes. So it's like this Jupiter energy of like, okay, yeah, there's all this stuff going on, but I get to decide how I meet it, how I perceive it, how I use it, and it, it it's this, this like magical ability to like decide no it's all about joy I Mm -hmm. decided it's joy this is what we're doing and it's not that that other stuff isn't there but I'm going to maintain this focus on what is good what's working that's very interesting
0: and hearing this is is one of those moments like oh not everyone has that yeah oh because <laughs> that's what i always tell people about like certain human design gifts like people who can really see all the details i'm like and know that you have that and other people aren't stupid they can't see those details
1: they don't know they're there yeah and that's the other thing about a chart is and i guess it shows up in human design too it's literally your perception of the world when you walk mm-hmm. into a room like you're gonna your your eyes go to certain things and you don't know why it's a subconscious thing. Why, why is the first thing you look at the books or the flowers or what's on the wall? Or do you go for things you can like, do you look for tools or do you look for what's prettiest and why do you go towards that? And then you like, then you're like, well, what does everyone look like? What's the first thing you look at when you go into a room? Do you look for other people? Do you look for a place to sit? It's wild. And we don't think about it. We just do it.
0: Yeah. And this is actually something we've been thinking about a lot in our house because as I'm learning all this feng shui stuff, it's like, so Pete and I keep asking ourselves, what's the first thing we see when we walk in the door? And it keeps saying, I'm like dogs. I don't like it's the dogs. That's what I see first. I can't after that, I choose what I look at. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's been an interesting experiment for me. I'm like, I can't see like what part of the wall I look at because I look at the dogs.
1: Well, what else is there really
0: when you have exactly? You I look like for the that. joy, that's the joy, that's the big energy. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, oh my life. the community, yeah, yep. yep, my people, my pack. That's the scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just seeing the time, and I want to keep going mm-hmm. for hours. <laughs> and we can't, we might have to do multiple episodes, we might have to do, I don't know, we can talk about that later. We might have to do a lot, a lot. So to wrap this baby up, what, what do you want to shout from the rooftops? To love yourself. You have to know every part of yourself. Said from your gate 10. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, okay. So where can people find you? How can they work with you? How can they get their magic? What are you offering? Tell us all the things.
1: Okay. Well, you can find me at dot Um, right now natal chart readings uh not a whole lot going on there yet but it's cooking it's cooking
0: okay (laughs) and your chart readings are like it's are you doing in person or is it a written out report
1: either one i have an option to just get a written report you can do that and get an in-person like discussion if you have questions you want to go deeper there's something that's like gets your attention
0: So people listening, Jacqueline wrote, I did a written report, natal chart reading. Holy moly. This is like the most important document I owned now. It was, I printed it out. It, (laughs) I'm like, want to hand it to everyone I know and be like, this is me. Look at this. It is. I just highly, highly, highly recommend making this little investment in yourself. I love it so much. And I love this person so much. So. Get get your booty over to JacquelineWallace.com and connect with her. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you for making magic with me. I love that was you. So fun. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, please share it with anyone else you know who needs to hear it. And if it lights you up to do so, please leave a five-star rating and a glowing review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, let's talk about you. If you don't have your human design chart from me, go and get it at KelseyAbbott.com. If you are interested in one of the Find Your Awesome Podcast events coming up, go to KelseyAbbott.com. You will find everything you need there. Thank you so much for listening. You're amazing. You are wonderful. I love you so much. Go forth and be awesome.